Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Building relationships is a must have today. It doesn't matter what kind of business you have, but in marketing, it's even more important because without having strong brand recognition, without uh, knowing your audience, it's hard to go ahead. But when you have this relationship with many other great marketers, you can go ahead. And I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Luke Agri. How are you? I'm fantastic, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. We discussed a little bit before the podcast. So yeah, I shared that Monday is my loving day. I remember in school, I hated this day as my son does today, you know, but today when you love what you do, yeah, uh, I love Monday, Sunday, Friday, each day, each moment. So yeah, it's passion. <laughs> okay, look, before we start, just tell more yeah. about yourself, experience, background, and why you decided to share with us about this important topic. Yeah, so name's Luke Akery. I'm the president of a company called Reminder Media. We are a marketing organization, been in business for about 18 years, um, and we work in about 142 different industries. So real estate, financial services, those are our main industries, but you can really think small business. So if you're a small, medium-sized business and you have a database of relationships that you're trying to keep in touch with, um, that is what we do. We do marketing campaigns uh, to help you drip and nurture on your database so they never forget you. They always come back and use you again, but even better, they become raving fans and they refer you uh, to their friends, their family members. And that's really what we've been doing for the last 18 years. It's been a fun ride, worked with about 100,000 small businesses over that time. It's been pretty fun. Yeah, love it. Love it. Especially I like your quote, take action, you know, because I see when people overlearn. Uh, but, you know, if you do nothing, it doesn't bring any results. You need to practice. You need to go ahead. You need to do something. So, uh, you know, once someone asked me if I listen to all your episodes, can I become a great marketer? I replied, no, you can't. You can't because it's not about to learn everything. It's more about to, about to do many things uh, and focus attention in important things. Okay, look, uh, you mentioned that you can help with marketing campaigns. Uh, let's talk about strategy. Can you tell how to create strategy? Because I see when companies uh, just replicate competitors, but competitors yeah. have success with their strong sides. They highlight their unique selling proposition. And for me, it's not a good idea if it's not your strong side. Any insights how to create the right uh, marketing campaign and strategy. Sure. Yeah. I think you're spot on too. Knowledge is not power. Knowledge with action is power, but knowledge alone is not pow power. That's just, you know, going to give you paralysis. Um, so marketing campaigns, I'll give you a simple framework. Um, you know, over the last 18 years, we've sent out hundreds of millions of pieces of direct mail and done millions spent on advertising campaigns on Facebook, paid campaigns, stuff like that. I've really boiled down, you know, what a successful campaign does to really three characteristics. So I would challenge everybody, look at your marketing campaigns and ask yourself, does it fit these three methodologies? And does it, does it accomplish these three tasks? I put it into an acronym called FIT, F-I-T, and FIT stands for Frequency, Impact, and Trust. So if you're going to do a marketing campaign, let's say you have a list of a thousand people that you want to get referrals from, that you want to build a relationship with so they come and use you. You need to ask yourself, does your marketing have frequency? I chose frequency because it has two meanings. One is the obvious. How often are you in front of that person? 
meaning frequency and psychology breeds familiarity. You can't get people to trust you unless they're familiar with you. You can't get people to be familiar with you unless you are in front of them all the time. So a perfect example is, Anatoly, this is the first time you and I are meeting. So our frequency is low, right? And so your trust in me is probably low, but you have more trust in me than the audience because you've probably listened to my podcast. You've looked at my stuff. You did research on me. So you had frequency with interacting with Luke Acree, his brand, his knowledge, which made you familiar with me, which is leading to you trusting me more. So here's the question. How often should you be dripping on your database? Like, what's the magic number? And I tell people, you know, over the years doing this, 100,000 businesses, 18 years, the secret is more. I'm going to say that again. The secret is how many touch points do you need? You need more than you have right now. Why do I say that? I have a client in Annapolis, Maryland. He's a financial advisor. He manages $1.2 billion in the space of financial advising. That's a mega producer. I think he's making like $6 million a year off his business. He does 275 touch points a year to his database. 275 touch points. Now, most people, when they hear that, they get the reaction of like, what? That's crazy. That's like spam. I would never want 275 touch points. But here's the key. Remember, frequency is not just about the amount of touch points. It's also the channel of communication. What frequency are you communicating over? And in marketing and really sales, I think there's like six different frequency channels that are high level that you can use. One is the direct mailbox. That's a frequency channel. One is the email inbox. Social media is a frequency. Face-to-face, -face, like a seminar or a phone uh, or a, um, a pop by for a cup of coffee. Phone call is a frequency. And then screen to screen. That might be a text message, a video message, a Zoom. You have these six frequencies. The reason why Brian Harris can do 275 touch points for his database is because he doesn't just do 275 emails. He doesn't just do 275 pieces of direct mail. Brian Harris does all these touch points on every frequency. He has seminars, client events, birthday cards, emails going out. He has social media posts going up every day. He does all these things. Sorry, my Apple watch is going off for you guys right there. But he does all these touch points on different frequencies. So he's never overbearing, but he's always in front of you. So if you want a practical application, I would tell people minimum amount of touch points for your database to drive referrals and top of mind awareness is 26 times minimum. And that's low. So that's every two weeks you're in front of them. Your goal should be to get up to where you are literally touching these people every single week on multiple frequencies. And I'll share with you, there's this crazy thing in frequencies that um, can drive really good top of mind awareness. It's called the frequency illusion. You ever bought a car before, Anatoly, and you see the car everywhere? This is, has, that, has that ever happened to yeah. you? Yeah. Right? right? Yeah. It's, it happens to a lot of people. So you buy a car, you see it everywhere, and you think to yourself, man, did I just buy this car and make it super popular? Now everybody's buying the car because, you know, Anatoly bought the car. And I laugh. Of course, that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. What it is, is it became important to you. It registered in your reticulator activating system in your brain. Because it was important, you started to see it. There's this thing in frequency called the frequency illusion that if somebody sees your brand on multiple frequencies, they think they see your brand more than they do. So if you see me on this podcast, whether it's video or audio, that's a frequency, two different ones. And then you go home tonight and you pull out your mailbox, you see me on a postcard or my business, we do a customizable magazine for people where it's literally, we create a magazine for your business. If you see me in your direct mailbox, 
because you saw me on a podcast and you see me in your mailbox, two different frequencies, you actually think in your brain, you see me way more than you do. Nice. So Love it. You Love should it. be tapping into the frequency and I'll stop there and you can you know, ask questions and I'll go on to the impact and trust, which is the um, other two things you need in your campaign. Yeah, you know, I'm interested about the owners of uh, Bugatti Veyron, you know, how often they can see uh, Bugatti Veyron, you know, uh, when someone others can have them, you know, so yeah, it depends on the card. Okay, uh, look, I have the question about, uh, you mentioned a lot about frequency. Uh, yeah. I, I tried to count how many times and I lost my track after 10 times. And um, I'm interested about uh, combining frequency and quality because you know i get a lot of spam messages every single day you know my day i usually start my day by cleaning my email inbox you know from uh, link building services uh, guest post services something like this i usually lead them to my uh, spam uh, inbox you know the place where uh, spot uh, on man they... it's the biggest mistake people make <laughs> is they they send junk they're frequent yeah. junk. You're, you're spot on. Like um, I opened up saying it's an acronym, right? Fit frequency. But that's only one pillar of the marketing campaign. The second is impact. Impact mm -hmm. is what ultimately drives memorability and drives action. So how are you sending things to your clients over these six different frequencies, 26 plus times a year that are impactful? Now, there's a myriad of ways to drive impact in marketing, but I think there's two that you can capitalize on really easily. One is through personalization. So the more personal you can make something, the more relevant it becomes to that person and the more they'll pay attention, right? Google and Facebook, they make billions of dollars off of ads. Why? Because they look at what you search. They look at what you click on. They look at what you're viewing and they build a marketing profile on you. And because they have a profile on you, they try to serve up to you relevant, personalized ads to drive that experience and to drive you to take action. So if you are like a small business owner right now and you're thinking to yourself, well, I don't have the money of Google, right? But how do I drip on my database personally? Here's a hack I will give you. So if you're a real estate agent, financial advisor, wh whoever, right? And you build your business off of relationships, do the Ford method on your clientele. So what does Ford stand for? It, stand it stands for family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. So if Luke Acre is a client of yours and he's in your database right now and you want to drip on him from a marketing standpoint, do you know Luke's family? That he's married to his wife, Megan, has a beautiful daughter, and he has dogs. Do you know his occupation? He's the president of Reminder Media. Do you know his recreation, meaning his hobbies? He's involved in his church. He loves music. And do you know his dreams, what he's trying to achieve, what he's trying to accomplish, what enthuses him, his passions? Man, when you know those four pillars on somebody in your CRM, you have a personal relationship with that person. And guess what you can do? You can tap in from a marketing campaign standpoint and do personalized touch points. So an example would be, man, you know my wife and I's anniversary. You can send a nice thank you letter or a happy anniversary card to us in the mail. It's those little things that drive people's attention because it's, it's impactful, because it's personal. And because it's personal, it's memorable. There's this crazy study done on teachers of what makes you remember your favorite teacher. So they asked a bunch of students, who was your favorite teacher in high school or favorite professor in college and why? And what was interesting about the data that came back was what people didn't choose. Nobody said Anatoly was my favorite professor because he had a PhD in marketing. Yeah. Nobody said they had a favorite teacher based upon the teacher's credentials. 
Nobody had a favorite teacher based upon the teacher's lecture skills. So people didn't choose their favorite teacher based upon the quality and the, the education level or experience level of that teacher. The number one thing that came back is Anatoly was my favorite professor because he took a personal interest in who I was as a person and my dreams of what I wanted to become. Nice. Think about that as a business right now when you're dripping on people. Are you taking personal interest in the dreams of your clientele? and what they're trying to accomplish. And are you showcasing that to them? Or are you showcasing all your accolades and all your credentials and how you have the best product and the best features? Features tell, value sells, right? So in your drip campaigns, from an impact standpoint, personalized, that's just one hack I'll give you. And then I'll wrap up with the T, which T stands for trust, right? You can be frequent with a ton of different mailers and touch points, impactful that are personalized. But if you don't build trust, then people will become your best friends. They'll never buy from you, right? They love you because you're always in front of them. You're sending them great things that are personal, but you need them to buy from you, right? You want to sell product. You want to sell services. They need to see you as the business of trust. I call it the SME, right? Subject matter expert. So if you are Anatoly, a marketer, right? And you have a marketing company, you want your database of clients to see you as the subject matter expert of SEO marketing, that there is no one that knows more about SEO and how to do it for my business than Anatoly. That's what you need them to think. So when they have a need for SEO, who do they think of? They think of Anatoly. And because you are frequent, they are familiar with you. And because you're impactful, they like you. And now they're going to do business with you because they trust you because they know you're the subject matter expert. So how do you build trust in your drip campaign? I think there's three easy ways you can do it. One is showcase to people your accolades of how you, what you've done for SEO. I just am picking on SEO because I see it on our screen right now. So I'm assuming you have an SEO course, right? So yeah. show people your accolades of SEO. So for me, right? Some of my accolades, I've worked with 100,000 clients, been in business 18 years. I've been on the Inc. 5000 list of fastest growing companies in America for four years in a row right? All these things are accolades that help build a little bit of credibility and trust. You got to be careful with these though, because if you only do accolades, no one pays attention and people think you're just bragging. So you want to humble brag, I call it. You want to you know, drip in there occasionally. Hey, here's the amount of families I've helped. Here's the amount of people we've serviced. Here's the amount of years we've been in business. Here's some of the awards we've won. Second would be not just your accolades. What do your clients say about you? So it's really powerful for you to tell us how good your SEO course is, but it's way more powerful if Luke Akery gets up there and goes, hey guys, I just want you to know, I took Anatoly's SEO course and it changed the game for my business. We went from 20 million in sales or to 100 million in sales because of what he did for us on SEO. That's so much more powerful. Showcase that in your drip marketing, client stories, case studies. And then third, this is the hardest to do, but the most effective. If you want to build trust with an audience, Drip on them educational content. So what you're doing with this podcast builds immense trust with your audience because you're giving them free educational content on marketing consistently, frequently, impactful because it's personalized to your audience. You're building that trust. And guess what? Even though they might not watch every episode, 
they're thinking of you when it comes to marketing because of this podcast. And now when they wake up tomorrow and they have a need of marketing, they're going to think of Anatoly because he's been frequent in front of them with impactful information that also brands him as an expert in marketing. So if I have a marketing need, I'm going to go use Anatoly and not the competition. So to summarize, really, it's how do you drip on people? Get frequent with impactful, relevant information, but brand yourself as the knowledge broker as the business of trust that you have expertise, you have accolades, testimonials, and knowledge on this subject matter. And that is what I've seen work. So that was a mouthful. Sorry about that. But <laughs> yeah, valuable. You remind me a book uh, from Gary Vee, Jeb Jeb Right Hook, you know, <laughs> when you uh, touch your clients, uh, potential customers many times by sharing value, helping them, supporting them, then you can sell, you know, in a good diet. And even, you know, when customers uh, need services or products, they can remind, okay, he helped me a lot, you know, uh, or uh, this company helped me. So uh, it's better to cooperate with this company to take this product because I trust this company. Yeah, I love it, love it. Okay, look, uh, let's talk about consistency. You know, you mentioned that you need to uh, touch many times with customers. Uh, and, um, you know, I, I see two different strategies. The first strategy from uh, Brandy, he uh, creates uh, super high quality content, but uh, once a month, you know, on a blog, on a YouTube channel. Uh, by the way, uh, he did it before selling uh, Backlinko uh, blog to Samrush, but uh, I don't know about uh, a new project, but I know about his strategy. He told that his consistency one time a month. Gary V shares that you need to create 100 pieces of content a day. It's a lot. It's not simple. Uh, if you have a team, it's possible. Uh, so can you tell how to find the balance be, uh, between two uh, well-working approaches from Brian Dean, his successful, Gary Vee is so successful. So how to find uh, the best way for uh, different preferences, considering that we are yeah. different? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I lean towards more of the volume, but the reason why is because there's so much noise out there um, that it's, it's more and more difficult to be seen. So you got to be, have more chances at bat, right. To get seen. But what I would share with you is the key to the one person's uh, success is they're putting out quality content consistently. So the people come to expect it. So in order to build a tribe, you have to build trust with the tribe. Trust is often built through consistency, that you show up when you say you're going to show up. You deliver when you say you're going to deliver. So if you're choosing to put out content, don't just randomly put it out. Be consistent in how you put it out. If you're putting out a podcast, don't just randomly put it out on the day of the week. People come to expect the podcast on Monday or come to expect it on Tuesday. I would encourage you to do that, whether you're doing one piece of content or 100 pieces of content. To do more pieces of content, they're like Gary Vee is saying, I would challenge you that I think everybody can do it. You can film one piece of content and then repurpose your content to be used in a multitude of different ways. So maybe the content that you post every month is just one podcast, but you take that podcast and from that podcast, you make reels and TikToks. From that podcast, you write copy for the show notes and that's an email that goes out. For that podcast, you splice it up in a myriad of different ways to where you utilize it so you get more touch points out of one piece of content. But I would share with people, the, the key is what you commit to doing, see it through. So if you can't commit to doing 100 pieces of content, don't do it, right? 
if you can commit to doing five, commit to doing five and do those five and then look for ways to repurpose content where you can do long form content, short form content, write a blog about the content you just did on your podcast, whatever it is, try to repurpose to save you the brand power and then use chat GPT, use some AI and that will get you a ton of different content. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love this tool. I, I use uh, AI before, chat GPT. And uh, I, I think, you know, all these AI tools can help a lot to save your time, not they to really create uh, complete content. You know, you need to edit, you need to spend time. But, uh, you know, uh, with AI tools, you can create more content, high quality content. But without editing, you just create a lot of mediocre content that uh, it doesn't provide any result. Okay, look, let's talk about building relationships. Can you tell... Uh, where to start? For example, if someone has a new project without any audience, without any relationships, but uh, with a dream, you know, to build big audience, to find great influencers, any insights, what to do first, second, third, and uh, any other steps? Yeah. I mean, I think the first phase always is what's your message? Um, what's so meaning? What's your value proposition? What's your unique selling proposition that you're bringing to the world? Do you have that defined? Right. Because if you don't know what you're going to say, it's very hard to go out there and market it. Right. And create content on it. So what is your unique selling proposition? What's your value prop? Why did you get into the business? Right. Why are you doing what you do and why do you think it's special? Second, after you define that is who's the audience, right, that you're going after? And where is that audience, right? The analogy that I think is used all the time is fishing. If you're going to go catch fish, right? Maybe you want to catch bass. Well, you need to know where are bass? Where do they live? Do they live in a pond, in the creek, in the ocean? Like, are they in the Great Lakes? You need to know first where they are. And then you go, what do bass actually like to bite on? What's the bait? What's the tackle? What's the fishing pole I need to be able to reel it in? So what do I mean in this example is, Hey, if you want to start building relationships with people and building an audience, what is the message that you want to share to find that? Second, who is the target audience that you're going after and where do they spend their time? Where are they at? And what is it that they need? How can you give, give, give? You use the Gary V. How can you give, give, give to that community, to that audience before you take? Once you figure those things out, then it's simple. Then it's literally how do you get abs? You go to the gym consistently and you eat healthy. How do you build an, a relationship with somebody? You show up for them and you care and you give, 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 give. So what are a multitude of ways that you can show up? One thing that I think people miss out on in business, but the big businesses get this, the Nikes of the world, the apples of the world, is how are you giving back? Right? You want to build a tribe of people, get out of being transactional. Right. It's not just about the commerce of selling your product. It's how does your product impact the lives of the people around you in the greater community as a whole? If you watch big, big companies, they spend millions of dollars running commercials and ads, connecting them to a charity, to a greater cause, because they know consumers want to do business with businesses of purpose. It applies at the big level. It applies at the local level. How are you showcasing in your business that, hey, when you work with me, we're not just transactional. We give back. And here are the ways that we give back. One of the number one campaigns, my brother's a top 1% real estate agent in Virginia. And mm -hmm. he sold 320 homes, I think, last year. So just absolutely crushing nice. it, right? Yeah. And he, he drips on his database. Well, one of his most successful campaigns was he partnered with the local food bank 
He put together a mailer, sent it out to his 4,000 plus homes, and it was raising awareness and a food drive for the local food bank. And then what he did is he went to those houses and he collected the canned goods. Why is that amazing? It's amazing because, yes, his brand is being shown on that postcard that's going out, right? His interaction showcases his brand. But now when people think of Steven and his real estate company, they get the halo effect. The halo effect is, man, look at Steven and the good he's doing for the community and how he's giving back and how he's spending this time. I want to do business with someone like a Steven who has a greater purpose. From that campaign, he gets the immense amount of deals. Now, I want to give a caveat here. Don't just give to charity for the deals it's going to get you, right? It's not a manipulation yeah. of society. You'll actually find that your greatest fulfillment comes from actually giving back, right? A life of significance comes through a life of service. But I'm just saying, like, if you want to build relationships with people, What's your message that you're giving to the world? Where are those people located, your target audience? And then show up for them in a consistent way through, through all the six mediums, mailbox, inbox, social, phone calls, face-to-face, screen-to-screen. Nice, nice. You know, uh, story about your brother, you know, remind me that the era of lazy marketers is that, you know, <laughs> when uh, marketers need to find different ways to market their products services and yeah you your brother did it you know he, he knows that it's better to use not generic approaches uh, that everyone can use so uh, everyone can go to zillow to post about homes but if you create this brand awareness strong brand recognition yeah you have the touches and you can sell houses you know yep. at scale yeah love it okay look can you tell how to catch big fish, not small fish, you know, because, you know, uh, I have some clients and they're not interested with small fish, uh, but they have some products that big fish can buy uh, software, many other stuff. So any insights how to do it? So big fish, like um, the two things I, I tend to think about when I'm closing a corporate deal is at the bigger level, they don't want you to waste their time. So cut out the fluff right? In your communication, nobody's going to read your long, long emails, cut out the fluff and all that stuff, be way more direct and way more to the point. And the second is when you want to close deals at a high, high level, one of the greatest ways you can do it from a touch point standpoint to add on to everything else that we've talked about, because you still need to do those things. Those are foundational is how are you helping connect that person with somebody else that could be valuable to them? The biggest deals that tend to happen, happen through networking, right? So my, when I think of like insurance deals that I've seen, software deals, all these things, it really happens through the referral network. And it comes through your ability to connect people to that person that you're trying to serve and bring them business themselves or bring them something new to their business that they haven't thought about. All the fundamentals apply that we've already talked about. I'm not going to rehash it of being consistent, all that stuff. But it's like, hey, what's an extra thing you can do? Hey, don't waste my time. Cut to the point, right? Don't fluff it. Make it easy for me to understand when you're dripping on me or when you're coming after me from a sales standpoint. And then also connect me with people because you tap into reciprocity. Reciprocity is so powerful. When you help someone get a deal, when you help someone make a connection, they want to give you the 15 minutes that you now need. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I often see on LinkedIn, you know, when someone asked me, please help me uh, to find out why uh, 
uh, I can't get followers. And when I open these accounts, I can see selfish uh, profile. You know, people don't care about others. They just share how they are great. Nobody cares <laughs> uh, you, you are great or not. Everyone want to be great. So you need to share how you can help others to become great. Yeah. How you can and stop the, you mentioned LinkedIn, stop the tactic where you're connecting with me and then you wait one day and then you send me your pitch. That's a perfect <laughs> example. Everybody's doing that. Stop that tactic. It's not real. It's not sincere. It's like you connected and now you're secretly giving a pitch. It's like, no, come right out of the gate. If you're going to pitch right away, come right out of the gate with the pitch. Come right out of the gate because people appreciate transparency, directness, and honesty. Don't waste my time. And even better, instead of maybe coming out and pitching right away, do what you're saying, Anatoly. Actually give value. Why did you connect with me? What did you want to, what do you think you can add to my sphere? What do you think you can add to my life? Give, give, give. And then I'll feel reciprocity to give back to you. Anyways, that was a little yeah. bit of a rant. Yeah. Givers get more than takers. Yeah. Because today we live in the world. Uh, I remember, you know, 12 years ago when I started my SEO journey, uh, you know, at that time, I didn't think a lot about sharing value because competition was low. Today, it's competition is extremely high you know it's hard to overcome others if you don't help others if you don't support if you don't share value so it's better today to share value as maximum as possible uh can you tell how to find ideas you know uh, the second thing that i see in my network when people are asking how to find ideas to post content or uh, even to create the right message for example you know you uh, mentioned about uh, email uh, i got uh, once uh, interesting letter that uh, the bank can uh, share with me like uh, 500 dollars then i got the second thousand dollars ten thousand dollars you know i'm still waiting for a million dollars you know but you yeah. know anyway you know right now when i get these letters I don't feel that I I don't need to open even you know these letters. Okay, I get them. I can uh, move to uh, my trash bank. You know, so any insights about uh, you know creating the right strategy uh, when you reach out to others? Yeah. So I think for content-wise, right, um, to get ideas for content, a good hack that I use um, is write down your frequently asked questions. So what are the most frequently asked questions that you get as a business and on your profession? Mm -hmm. yeah. That's what people are interested in knowing about. And you can write and film content on that. So you should have content film for your reels and your TikToks and your emails and all this stuff on your frequently asked questions. Then you can take that to the next level and think about your frequently asked question through the lens of your persona that you're marketing to. And how would you answer this question to someone who's in their 60s versus someone who's in their 20s? And what's the nuance there, right? That will give you even more uh, level of content. Another way to think about content is 80% of the content that you send or that you post, how do you make it educational, entertaining, or endearing? Right. So how do you the three E's of content? How do you educate in it or how do you entertain in it or how do you endear? I heard this thing one time. You need to choose your content pillars and your value pillars. So your content pillars are I want to talk about real estate. I'm going to talk about my family. I'm going to talk about my faith in my content. I'm going to talk about these content pillars for my business. So you have a business, I have a business, these people listening probably have businesses that they're marketing. What are your content pillars that you want to talk about? Then ask yourself, what are your value pillars? Value pillars are, I want to talk about my uh, real estate. 
And I'm going to do it through a value pillar of entertaining content. I'm going to do it through a value pillar of educational. I'm going to do it through a value pillar of inspirational. I'm going to do it through a value pillar of relatable. So now all of a sudden I take this one topic of a content pillar of real estate and I have four different ways I can break that one topic down. So a perfect example would be I'm going to talk about renting versus buying. And the advantages of renting versus buying. So I'm going to film a video that's entertaining on renting versus buying. So I'm going to think of something funny or do a meme. I'm going to film a video that's inspirational of renting versus buying. Of here's what you can be if you if you're an owner versus an a renter. I'm going to do a, a piece of content that's more educational on renting versus buying. Here's the money you're wasting if you're a renter versus buying. You see how this breaks down? I don't want to go too deep, but it you can literally get so much content if you define. Here's the content I want to talk about. And here's the ways, the values and how I want to express them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, can you list common mistakes that companies still do uh, by creating their uh, relationships, community, and how to find a much better way? Um, I think one that I see is they are too templated. And they automate yeah. the marketing, but they end up automating the relationship and you can't automate the relationship. Uh, so they're too templated in what they do and they don't do personalization enough. And they're too transactional in their marketing. When I go in and I look at businesses, marketing plans, really 80% of your content shouldn't be um, promoting your business. Right. Shouldn't it be transactional is what I mean. It, it can be promoting your business, but it's more through an educational way or an entertaining way or something of value to the audience. 20% is straight direct promotion. Like, hey, buy today, 10% off, buy one, get one free, Black Friday sale. Right. That's 20% of your content. So do you have 80% of your content that's more give than take? Third thing is, how are you taking your drip program from passive to proactive? Right. So many people, they drip on people and then they sit back and hope the deals just rain in the best companies. Man, I built a, a big business. And guess what? I'm a marketer at heart. I send out thousands and thousands of pieces of direct mail. I send I post all day on social. I'm doing passive marketing. But guess what I also have? I, I have a call center of 160 callers that pick up the phone and they call the people that we sent the marketing to. They build the relationship with the people that we have as clients. They actually talk to them human to human. So many companies, they literally think you can just passively put a billboard out there and deals are going to rain in. No, you need both. You need the proactive outreach and the branding going on, the passive marketing going on to build a massive business. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, let's talk about patience uh, because, you know, uh, you mentioned a lot what you need to do, but I see when companies lose patience you know they they wait for uh, overnight success and that's why i still get the question seo is that linkedin is that instagram is that i don't know many other things are that so any insights about patience uh, because you know if it takes time to uh, create content to promote content to get results to uh, lend to your uh, customers' eyes uh, for many times, you need to have this patience and to analyze that everything uh, is going right. Any insights about measuring results before selling? Yeah, it's a great question. It's probably the hardest for all of us. Um, you know, in my own journey, like I have a podcast, it's called Stay Paid, right? It's a sales and marketing podcast. 
And for three years, I was putting it out on Monday and Thursdays and had no listeners. I grew up in a family of eight kids. I don't even think my seven siblings listened, right? Nobody listened. <laughs> but I stayed consistent for three years, putting out content on Monday and Thursday. Now we frequently sit in the top 30 of Apple's marketing podcast, and it's one of my biggest lead generators. So that I share to tell you, I don't know how long it's going to take, but if you're consistent, you will get some results. It's like the gym. I can't tell you when you're going to get abs. I can't tell you. I don't know if it's on day 30 or six months in, but I know if you go to the gym every single day and you eat healthy, I can't tell you the exact day it's going to be, but I bet you anything one day you're going to look in the mirror and you're going to have abs. It's very similar in your content production and your marketing. I can't tell you when it's going to click and go viral and you build a tribe and you build a following. But if you eat healthy and you stay consistent, meaning you put out content every single day or you put out content consistently, you will build a tribe. And don't underestimate 100 viewers on your story. If you walked into a movie theater right now and there was 100 people in the seats, would you ignore them? That's 100 people watching your story. So if you're thinking today, man, I only mm -hmm. have 100 people or 50 people or 25 people watching my story. No one's listening. That's 25 real human beings. 25 people that are connected six degrees of separation to hundreds of other people that can be your tribe, that can be your advocates. But if you don't treat them like they're special, you'll never build a tribe. Yeah, I agree. I love it. Love it. So valuable. Yeah, exactly about that. Uh I have the question about, uh, let's imagine, you started from scratch, you have no podcast, uh, you have no content completely from scratch because, you know, I have some students in my network that are looking for ways to grow today, uh, to uh, learn something that will be uh, important in the future because many things are coming. We don't know how AI will change the world. Yeah, uh, metaverse is coming. So any predictions about the future and if you start today what will you do to learn more about building relationships yeah so <laughs> oh man prediction wise like i'm experimenting a lot with chat gpt um mm -hmm. so i think you got to get good at asking questions because <laughs> i think that's going to be a skill set required um to be the person who can ask the right questions to the actual ai to get the responses that you want um, so if you're not messing around with ChatGPT, you should be. It will help fulfill 80% of the work that copywriters do, designers do. It will help do all of that. But what you have uniquely as a human being is your creativity um, that comes from your experiences, right? So AI might have its combination of all the experiences out there and data out there, but you have your unique experiences that is unique to you, right? That's personal to you. In fact, every single human being, there's not one human being that's the same. Yeah, everybody's fingerprint is different. Even, even identical twins have a different fingerprint. So every person is unique. You have your own set of experiences, your own personality, your own soul. So use that creativity to share your passions. And so I would just tell you, I get passionate about it for the chat GPT thing. I think it's going to be an amazing tool. AI is going to be an amazing tool that you can use. But really, your creativity is what's really going to shine in the future. I think the work of writing a paper or coming up with a bunch of different copy ideas or something like that. It's going to be you picking what you want based upon your passion, your personality. So it's going to be interesting mm -hmm. to see where it goes. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think, uh, you know, that was simple to ignore AI. 
today it's hard and impossible tomorrow <laughs> because you know all competitors are there everyone knows about chat gpt many other great tools even you know my team is working right now to unite our website our deal to with ai awesome. so we are going to generate text for all website pages so you don't need to create to uh, research keywords you don't need to create content plan everything what you need to do just at your website to click this golden button and get content and edit yeah just edit yeah because today ai is a must have look it's a big pleasure to get on my show, to learn from you. Tell our audience the best way how to reach out to you, how to learn more about you, how, how to follow you, and how to listen to your podcast. Yeah, thank you, Anatoly. I really appreciate appreciate the opportunity to be on. Check us out at ReminderMedia.com. We have some really unique touch points that you can send your database, ReminderMedia.com, uh, both uh, digital and print. And then I'd love to connect with you at Luke Acree. That's A-C-R-E-E. So at Luke Acre on Instagram, you can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, would love to connect with you there. And if you want to check out our podcast on sales and marketing, it is staypaidpodcast.com. You got to keep paid or get, keep staying paid. So staypaidpodcast.com. By the way, guys, uh, this podcast in top 100 Apple marketing podcast. So you need to listen because you can see a lot of valuable insights. Connect with Luke on LinkedIn, but please don't spam him. Just reach out with personalized message. <laughs> Build relationships. Then you can get uh, awesome cooperation and relationship. Okay, guys. Love you. See you. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.